What's up, everybody? I'm Brian Barrett, former Boston sports radio guy and now host of the new Ringer show, Off the Pike, that'll cover your favorite Boston teams and stories. From Fenway to Foxborough to the Garden and beyond, we're reacting to all the biggest games and moments with episodes at least three times a week featuring myself and some of your favorite guests at the Ringer and in the city. Plus, if the Celtics or the Pats make a surprise trade, if the Red Sox go on a run, or if any news breaks, we'll drop bonus instant reaction episodes too so you're always up to date with the latest chatter. Get in on the action and follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Peter Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. Cheap Heat, the name of the program. And um, let's hear a let's hear an intro from one of our beloved friends of the show. Hey everybody, this is WWE champion CM Punk, straight edge superstar CM Punk. I'm the man. Actually, I'm with the man right now, Peter Rosenberg on Hot 97. Do you think he'd still record one of those for me this week? Um, we will get to a, a lot of mailbag today because we have not uh, yet. Last week, we were so busy that we were unable to hear everything there is uh, from the people out there. So let me start off by saying uh, I'm your forever 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg, coming to you from New York City, joined uh, from the home of extreme rules in just a few weeks, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Right. It's the physically large birthday boy. Stack guy Greg. That's right. That's right. Greg History Week in full effect. It might still be going by the time we get to Extreme Rules. You never know with Greg History Week. That is true. I mean, and I know it was hard for you because you last week were overshadowed by the, all the news. I was. I mean, I mean, 
the media scrum literally just just completely overshadowed Greg History Week. But um, but fear <laughs> not, we're still going, still going strong. So now joining us all the way from Los Angeles, California, fresh off a flight from Toronto, uh, we have thirty-five at thirty-five Dipperstein. I noticed uh, a few things um, in Canada this time. I hadn't been there in a few years that I had never noticed before. Uh, most notably being that there are no partitions um, at the urinals in the bathrooms um, anywhere in Toronto. You didn't see one partition? Not a single partition. So, you know, you'd have to do that thing. <laughs> I much, I really, I really much prefer the partition. If you've never thought, oh, this, like people who walk in and don't even think twice, like that there's no partition, I, I question these people. Yeah, I mean, this, that's why the nation is so divided, these partitions. You, you walk in, you know, if you, if you see something, you don't say anything, you don't judge, and, and that's that's what brings us together as a people. Of course, it, but, but I mean, if given the choice, of course, partition. <laughs> I, I, I Listen, I, I was at the U.S. Open a couple of weeks ago, and after like the second set of the Serena Williams match, you know, the bathrooms just fill up during the set break because the second set was like two hours, right? So everyone floods the bathrooms. Yeah, I walk in at Arthur Ashe Stadium. There's no partitions to be seen. Wow. A at Arthur Ashe Stadium? A line of 20 people urinating. It's... It was one of those low toilets, too, where you don't even have the pseudo partition from the taller urinal. It's like a lower urinal. There's not the, even a pseudo partition. You yeah. are just out there bare for the world to see. The At bowl. least it wasn't a trough, bowl. It's just a there's, bowl. The, there's no lip. Yeah that's, the, yeah, that's what I was just experiencing for a few it, days. It, it's, it's, really, it's really something. It's, it's, you know what? I'm glad we started the podcast here. It's important. Um, but since I'm going through random um, audio clips that I never play on the show, I, have you guys ever heard this one? Hey, everybody. SmackDown Live General Manager Daniel Bryan here hanging out with Rosenberg and Rosenberg Radio. Do you want to hear him play music? Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Do you want to hear him talk about wrestling? Yes! Do you want to hear him talk about anything else in general? No! <laughs> no! 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 I've never heard that before. I know. I'm treating you. Here you go. Got another one. What's going on, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and you're listening to Rosenberg Radio, baby! <laughs> these, these guys are very good at doing these things, by the way. How about th this one? I'm sure you've heard. My name is Enzo Amore, and I am a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, realest guy in a room. How you doing? Right now, you are listening to Real Late with Rosenberg, and there's no place in the world that my ears would rather be. Then right where I am right now, listening to the holy matrimony of Rosenberg on the radio. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what all three of those guys have in common. Mm. They have no Mitch. issues with no partitions. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a guess. You don't know that. Um, yeah. You know what? I, can I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here. Seeing big casts on TV recently. Kind of makes me want to see Enzo on TV. Is what it makes me want. Makes me feel. It's I've been like, saying that forever. Can't be that far off, right? From from Enzo. I, I would hope. So. 
I would know. hope so. I've been saying that forever. You know how I feel about Enzo. He's wildly entertaining. I'm sorry that he's not such a great wrestler. I mean, sorry. It, no, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. And by the way, he may be a better wrestler now, and he's he's certainly yoked up. That's you for know sure. he's in MLW. I saw him um, when they were here in Philly. Yeah, how he, was he? Looks good. He still got it. He still got it on the mic. He's still he's still very entertaining. The crowd he was into him in the ring. Did the crowd react to him? Oh, of course. The crowd the crowd ate it up. He still like he still has has it. Like he still has the people in the palm of his hand effect that he always had. Um he had the longest line for his merch. Cause you know that you know, the really? shows they they uh, stand out and they they sell their merch in between the intermissions and before the show and things like that. So like Wow. Enzo is still still loved. Well Enzo Amore, sure. you're a great guy. I'm sure that he would have uh Got along really well with CM Punk if they ever worked together. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Speaking speaking of I'm which, bringing the heat today, but I'm it's like a low low key heat. Low key, no, key low, heat. I like it. I like it. Uh, oh, let's get right into this then. Mail. Because we didn't get to much last week at, at all. Zero. Let me tell you. Let me tell you one more thing. You can't get a good uh, buffalo wing in in, uh, in Toronto. Well, you, you, you got to go to I mean, Buffalo. Yeah. You're right there. You got to make the trip to Buffalo. That's the only you option. Think you think I'm walking all the way to Buffalo just to get the wings? I don't know if walking would take a while, but I think you need maybe, to get there. Maybe send an assistant. I, I, I was just offered a booking in Buffalo. And I, by the way, I, and I may take it. The wings may be a factor. Is that a thing? What? That Buffalo is known for the Buffalo wings? That's where Buffalo wings come from. That's why they're called Buffalo wings. Are you sure? How did I, I, I'm going through life never knowing this. Dip, I, I, be, dip you can't be serious. <laughs> wait, wait, Dip. So if you didn't know Buffalo Wings came from Buffalo, what does the word Buffalo have to do with the wings? Have, let me tell you something. I, I thought he was being sarcastic it. and I looked at his face and ne- now I have to say. <laughs> There's no sarcasm. I've never thought about why they call them Buffalo Wings. The ang- it's I the believe sauce. it's the anchor, the anchor bar in Buffalo is the original place for Buffalo Wings in America. Huh. They must because have they, the, the, the most. They took credit for the sauce. Yeah, they yeah. gave ha- the wings its name. They must have the most uh, tiny chickens. Who knows? <laughs> they maybe they're big chickens. I love a big wing. I, I that you know how Same. I feel. Dinosaur barbecue, the the gargantuan wings they have there, are my my favorite. But I I don't know how like the wing itself translates to the live animal. Oh, like where it is. Yeah, like I'm not. I can no, I can never. I can never figure. That's I don't like it's thinking the, about it. It's the I don't like thinking do about mean? it either. Honestly, I don't like thinking about that. You've never seen a chicken? No, I've, I've seen, seen a chicken, chicken but but like the not, wings, like, not that many chickens. Okay, <laughs> okay. Right, you haven't seen that many chickens. All right, no, like, I've let's seen a few chickens. Right, right, a few chickens, but okay. Here we go. Uh, we'll start with uh, Paul, who wrote us uh, hello from London, long time, sometimes. No I already played it. I'll play it again for you. Mail. I was supposed to be at Clash, but caught the Dipperstein Delta variant and had to watch from home. Sad, though, I was to miss out on the atmosphere. I would have been so ashamed to sing along with Fury and Drew, then come home and find out that ish has aired. That all felt like it was supposed to be a little post-show thing to send the locals home happy after our boy got screwed and someone forgot to cut the feed. Also... Am I the only one not feeling Cody versus Roman? Cody climbing the ladder to the championship is something. Roman finally losing will be something. But Cody versus Roman, at least on paper, doesn't excite me as a spectacle. 
T's yours then now and forever Paul first of all I was confused at first guys because I didn't see the absolute end of clash they had a sing-along yeah, yeah. so um, Tyson Fury got in the ring with Drew McIntyre and they sang I believe American Pie and then oh, maybe that, another well, that's, song that's what Fury Fury always sings American Pie that's his song yeah so oh, okay no. so that's no no no, no no sorry Fury's main song is I don't want to close my eyes I don't want to he does sings the Aerosmith song to his uh-huh. wife but I've also heard him do the American Pie before he's done both yes okay the Armageddon so, yeah he song? did that that's right the Armageddon song sure here's okay. what I'll comment I'm gonna make a comment on that um on on that he's right um who's this who's this caller Paul this? Paul in London Paul, I think Paul is right um, as far as Cody and Roman not being something. I think it's a truly manufactured something. I'm not that excited to see the two of them in the ring together, but he's literally the last one left. What do you uh, mean by truly manufactured? Like, in any other world in history, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns as the main event for WrestleMania or some big match for the title is is not something. But they've made Cody into... they They've... They've well, but hold Cody on. Into but, this interesting star now, and so now it's something. There is, but there is some. The, I, I I know what you're saying, and I see why Paul on paper sees it and goes Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. This doesn't feel like I get it. I do understand that, but you also don't want to leave out the part of AEW. Cody left, started a new company, mm-hmm. was the guy in that company while Roman was the guy here. Now Cody is there is a story to tell there. I, there I don't is. think it's especially, as manufactured as you're saying, especially when Cody left. I mean, I don't know if people remember this, but when Cody first leaves WWE, he's on in interviews and, and in ring and in, in ring of honor and everywhere he can taking shots at Roman Reigns, sort of like, I don't want to say jealousy, but there's, there's definitely a professional rivalry there. It, it, it may have seemed even a little bit one-sided because I don't remember Roman Reigns saying anything back. But Cody Cody had his eye on Roman Reigns, and then now they both, after all these years, find themselves at the top. Roman, you know, with the actual championships and Cody with the the love and adoration of all the fans, that which is what he wanted in the first place, and the respect of the office. I, I feel like that's something. Yeah, I, I, if that's the story that they're going to tell, if the story they tell is I was the guy, I started the company, I was the guy at this company while well, you were the guy at this company, that is something and very interesting. But if it's just, you know, they find some other re- I, I suspect now, given the Triple H of it all, they're not. it's not going to be just a, we don't like each other. There'll be some sort of story. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so, and if they do it and they can pull that off, then it'll feel like something. But to me, like it, at any point in history- I hear that. To, it's like not a thing, but it is. A, it, it, but, it, but that's the thing. Yeah, but, but if my if my aunt had hair they, on her back, she'd be my uncle. I mean, it, the, now she, we're here right. now. If they tell a great story, I'm excited. Sounds like you know what that sounds like everything in wrestling. Everything. Um, yeah. By the way, don't ever for we, while while we're in the mailbag, I want everyone to remember this as well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one half of the illustrious Street Profits, Montez Ford. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you're doing this evening, but I know what I'm doing this evening. And I'm hanging out real late with Pete Rosenberg. Rosenberg! It's very interesting to me who calls you. The, the people who choose the Pete. Beautiful. Who choose wow. Pete. What a, yeah. What, who, people, people, who, people who choose Pete? Pete? That's a dip. That is a great, an age-old question. I'm I think about Pete? it all. I, I think I'm about it every Peter. time. 
I think Never about pee. it every time. Well, wait, Dipper. So yeah, SGG calls me P uh, more often than not, or Peter every once in a while. Dip, is there anyone you can recall that you hear call me Pete? I feel like MVP might be a Pete guy. Yeah, I feel like he is too. Yeah, I, I think MVP is a Pete guy. Oh, a Bryce Yang calls you Pete. Bry- Bryce Yang's a Pete guy. Yeah, oh, Corey Graves is a Pete guy too. If I'm not mistaken, is Corey Graves? No, I think Corey Graves is a Peter guy. I think Corey Graves is a Peter guy. I'm really gonna think about this now because I, every single time I clock it, every time I'm like, oh, a Pete guy. <laughs> oh, <girl. laughs> I do like think about this. I can't believe I've never really thought about that. I'm gonna Who'd... start. I'm gonna do a uh, an, a, a note section. Uh, yeah, you should have a note. You should have. And when someone says it, you can go. Oh, by the way, MJF, Pete guy. Yes. Is that <laughs> am I right? Yes. I'm, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna and every single time some a new person calls you Pete, I'm gonna say here's the list of other people that do this. <laughs> so they can feel like they're a part of something. Yeah. yeah. That is so true. You're I think we may have stumbled upon yeah. something. We have found something. It didn't take long. Just one email, and here we are with something. Okay, back back to the mailbag. Uh, there's a lot in here. Mail. I could never even conceive of being a Pete guy. No, no, no. It, it doesn't suit you at all. You couldn't no, call me Pete. No, no. Um, let's see. Dear Tony Statless, Rosen Schmier, and 35, just a smidge over 35. Thoughts on my fantasy booking for the next few weeks slash months. Sheamus goes over Gunther at Extreme Rules. Sheamus gets his Grand Slam. Gunther elevates to world title level. Maybe feuds with Cross, Drew, Rollins, Riddle, etc. The bloodline begins a feud with the Brutes. Sets up a Sheamus versus Solo Sokoa for the IC title on Raw or SmackDown. Sokoa goes over by hook or by crook. Uso interference, Sammy interference, etc. Bloodline, Reigns, Usos, Sokoa, and the honorary Us versus the Brutes, Sheamus, Ridge, Butch, plus Drew and KO at Survivor Series. Stop, stop fantasy booking good Survivor Series matches. We know it doesn't happen. Yeah, Sammy, it's like, it's like the age old like pro. Like, I know we, we always it, keep adding like, oh, this will be a perfect Survivor Series match. This year, the one, you know. <laughs> no, but it's I always just hard to be them. I know, but it's Raw versus SmackDown instead. It's it doesn't. It's not. Can it. they do um, it with with so many unified titles? They should do an AEW Survivor Series match. Every single solitary person in the in the match has a title. Ten on uh, five on five. <laughs> five on five titles. <laughs> Everyone has titles, and they're all up for grabs. <laughs> all right, Sammy can't fight KO. Some hesitation seen a few weeks back maybe causes Bloodline to lose. Book that however your heart desires. But Roman and Usos kick Sammy to the curb. He teams with Owens and now goes after the tag titles. What are your teas? Also, Pete, when the schmear comes to fruition, must have a scallion cream cheese and a jalapeno, jalapeno bacon vehicle. All in on it. Peace, love, and stay mage, Joe. By the way, Dip, I, I still haven't responded, and you never responded to me when I forwarded you the email from the guy. I, I, I thought about it. I thought about it. What do you, I should I make? I think it's worth, yeah, I think it's worth, a, let's have a conversation with him. Yeah, let's have a conversation with the, with, the, with the cream cheese guy. Yeah. All right. Let's have a schmear talk. Yeah. Um, also, I, was, was I, that a I, I like in that. the email, or did you, did you, were you incepted into saying that? No, no, no. I, I think I read it just because it said it. Yeah, it said, uh, no, no, no. Why did we get there? Oh, no. It was the Montez Ford drop that led to him saying that. Isn't no, but in, the, in that last email, did they call you Pete? 
Pete, Kofi's a Pete guy, I think. Did we stumble think, on another Pete guy? In that oh, last I think email? I I think no, he didn't. There was nothing, not, no Pete there. I could hear there, him saying, "Yo, Pete!" I can hear it in, in my back of my head. Kofi. I thought I, I thought you read I thought you read Pete just now. I didn't read Pete, man. Now Pete's on the brain. Oh, there's another Kofi you said, drop. You Let's said see. it. If you didn't read it, you said it. There's another Kofi. Hold on. Let's see. I said another Pete. I don't know what you're talking about. Troy has the tape. Troy Troy can run it back. No, he can't. We don't have the technology. Here we go. What's going on, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and you're listening to Rosenberg Radio, baby. I think he. I think he is a Pete guy, though. I think you're onto something. Um, okay, back to said mailbag. Mail. From Freddie, the punk of it all. Peter, Statless, XL, and Dip. So CM Punk went and lost his mind in a press conference, and the wrestling world is in a state. I see CM Punk's ego as a big reason for this rant. I understand that the dude looks awful right now, but I wanted to play devil's advocate because there seems to be something not many people are bringing up. All of this mess with Punk started because of a promo from Hangman. People keep asking why Punk cut this promo on him and why he keeps bringing this up, but why isn't anyone asking why did Hangman even say what he said in the first place? It wasn't for the audience because we didn't know anything about what he talked about. It wasn't for the story they were telling. The only people who would get what Hangman was referring to were Punk, Hangman, Cult, and maybe the Bucks. So why do it? Think about it. What was the point other than to piss the guy off? So maybe Punk seems like he's responding to stuff out of nowhere, but the people who first put this laundry out and then leaked the stuff to Meltzer did it for what? If not to get this reaction from Punk, who's very, very sensitive. Stay mage. So I have a response to that. All right. First, first of all, Hangman Page didn't say anything to CM Punk that people didn't already say in every other feud with Punk. You go back and you look at Eddie Kingston, MJF, even Moxley, they get on the mic, they call him fake. I don't like you. These people believe what you're selling. I'm not buying it. I'm going to beat you. They all end up losing, <laughs> but they do nothing different than what Hangman Page did, which is just tell Punk about himself. It was just legitimately these... off script, though. That's all that guy. Well, th- that's the, this is the thing. There is no script, right? They yeah. said this. There's no writers, so there's no script. Nobody knows what the other person's going to go out and say. They say, this is the goal of what we're trying to get to. We're trying to sell the fight. So do these work, shoot promos, and, and say what's on your heart. That's been the thing all the time. And ironically, this is the element that Punk brought into wrestling, right? With the pipe bomb and the work shootiness of everything. So now that people are getting their pipe bombs off on him, he takes an exception to it when... Hangman Page does it, of all people, not MJF, not Eddie Kingston, not Moxley, not these other people who have done and said the same exact thing. Suddenly it's Hangman Page went off script. Hangman Page is unprofessional. When Hangman Page did what everybody else did. And not only that, Hangman Page got his receipt in the ring a couple of weeks later when you called him a, a, a coward and and challenged him to a match knowing that he couldn't come out. So, I mean, you're even. Bringing it up at the scrum... To me, was was it was more pettiness from CM Punk, and that's more on CM Punk than anything because they were done. It was done. You addressed it. You addressed it just as publicly as you felt he addressed it. So now you're putting it on Hangman Page for reasons known only to you. My theory is that it's just like when he left WWE and tried to sabotage Roman. He felt like Hangman Page not kissing his ass enough, 
So he throws him under the bus. And now everybody's playing devil's advocate and saying Hangman Page is unprofessional and Hangman Page didn't do anything any different than any of his other opponents in AEW, except he didn't kiss his ass right before he did it. Um, here's what I'll say about that. No one should be shooting on each other, okay? This is a, a cable television show that is live, okay? <laughs> right. This is a, we don't like when things are overscripted, but to have no script and just let these guys go out there and say whatever they want is wrong. Agree, okay. but this, they're three years into this. <laughs> That's how they do it. it but it's, it's, I'm sorry, it, it's not working. It, it, you have people punching each <laughs> right. other in the face and biting each other backstage because they're biting. shooting on each other. <laughs> right. So, okay, now they need to like rein it in a little bit, okay? Figure out some, some writers that can script, you know, make it Curb Your Enthusiasm style, okay? Just do a nice, good, solid outline that everyone can work from and, uh, and go from there. I'm sure they do some version of that, but clearly there's an issue um, wherein, you know, these guys cannot get along with each other backstage. They're all coworkers. They cannot get along with each other and no one can control it. And so they're going out in front of 15,000 people and saying whatever the hell they want about each other. That is, that's grounds for an issue. Yeah, that, yeah. that number's high, 15,000, but it's a lot of people. I mean, whatever. It'll be 15 <laughs> next week. There we go. Whatever. Mail. Rosenberg and crew love the timely discussion of the CM Punk of it all. Here's the consequences that people aren't realizing. Punk's immature outburst literally sabotaged the MJF program before it even started. I heard that part of the complaints about the old hangman promo is that Punk thought it was dividing the audience, which will influence tickets and merch sales when everyone's not behind the big baby face. Ironically, with the temper tantrum press conference, I see no way that Punk is going to be cheered against MJF now as he could not be more unlikable. If the plan was mega heel MJF versus super babyface CM Punk, you can throw those plans along with MJF's scorching promo, followed by months of radio silence, straight out the window. All this because Punk wanted to talk about grievances that literally no one else was talking about or asking about. It's the definition of the meme where the guy shoves the stick into the wheel of his own bicycle. Lastly, did Punk walk away from that thing thinking, nailed it, the self-delusion is actually amazing when you think about it. Love you, dudes. Hope you keep schmearing and schmearing. Nate from Virginia. Very that, good message. That yeah, was literally just, the most poignant email you could possibly have written. So I don't even think there's anything to comment on. <laughs> no. Uh, um, nope. That was a, a I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I have to correct you on something, uh, a mistake that I often make that my father has beat me to death to fix. His email was not poignant. It was no. pointed. You're right. I use poignant wrong. I, I Oh, no. Let me tell you something, Dip. Everyone's using poignant wrong. Everyone is using poignant. You know, I, I wrote it in an email the other day. Okay. Oh, no. And I was very insecure about the, the use of poignant. <laughs> and I literally, I Googled it. And I, I looked yeah. at 10 different scenarios in which it was correct. And I find evoking Evoking a keen sense of sadness or regret is poignant. Yeah. We say it to make a good point. Like, like SGG, did you even hesitate when Dip said it or it sounded like the right thing? Nope. Didn't even flinch. I, I'm nope. so appreciative of this, though. Yeah, no, listen, I, it's, by the way, because our entire audience, our mailbag next week, every email, the subject might be poignant. You know, wait, wait you, people you are going to be shocked. Do you know, it feels like it's evolved to me past sadness and just towards like, you know, it, a powerful message. Do, yeah, that's you know not true. You know what you just did to me? You know what you just did to me? What I do? 
You put up a partition with the use of my word poignant. That's right. I separated it. I said, no, no, no. It's pointed. My dad used to, oh my God. My, by the, my, my dad corrected me. Is he a big me. grammar guy? Big grammar guy? Oh, one. Gram- Mount Rushmore of grammar. <laughs> Mount Rushmore of grammar. He is. Not just one of the biggest guys in the biz today. He is on the Mount Rushmore. You know what? You know, you know what I f up all the time that he gets on me about? Um, and Michael K does this too. I mess up went and gone a lot. No, went and gone so easy to mess up. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I, no and, one's and focused some, on went and gone out there. People, I, I, are, I, people <laughs> are, went, are going and wenting, and they don't know what the hell they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they're gone and gone. <laughs> um, Can okay. I my pet quick? Sorry? Is that Can Troy? Is that Troy the guy? Troy. Troy. Me. I, listen, I come from a family of editors, so I grew up having dinner conversations about grammar and stuff. So this is very important to me. Can we okay. stop calling it a global pandemic? The root pan means world. You are all. Oh, wow. The very root of the word pandemic means that it is global. Yeah. This is really Troy? been on your mind for some. Uh, some <laughs> I've been yeah. looking for a forum to say it. So thank you for giving me this space. You're very welcome. We, we We're provide happy to give people you. a forum to complain about anything they'd like here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We. This is the complain show. This is what we do. So great job. Thank you. Um, here we go. Mail. Robert, subject. This is spicy. Totally disagree. Oh. Mm. Cheap heat team. Longtime listener. Even had the pleasure of you reading some of my emails on the show in the past. Have to say I was really disappointed with your review of All Out and Burying Punk. The Young Bucks have been an example of everything wrong with the wrestling business for a long time. They've used outlets and their friends in the company to try to bury Punk out of jealousy since they started. (laughs) Punk is by far and away the largest draw in the company. Why would any actual EVP, not just a title given out, run around behind the largest draws back, burying him in the media. If officials in the WWE were running around to the dirt sheets, running Roman Reigns down for his behind-the-scenes attitude that he doesn't want to joke to do joke-based stuff or any other ridiculous high school BS that the Bucks and their merry band of jokers are doing, I don't think any of you would be mad at Roman for blowing up and trying to put an end to it. The Bucks segments on the show are always a joke and demean the viewers. Punk, on the other hand, takes what he does very seriously and refuses to participate in ridiculous segments or go why the Bucks don't like him. I agree that Tony Khan is the problem, that he allows this stupid stuff to happen, but I think you're blaming the wrong, wrong end of the disagreement. Hopefully you can see the merits of what I'm saying. Robert, let me just say, there is merit in some of the things Robert said. There is stuff there yeah. that I agree with. Agreed. I am no Bucks fan. Let me None. be clear. When it comes to the <laughs> wrestling, we certainly SGG and I are not fans of their style in terms of storytelling. I don't think they tell good stories. Which I is, think it's a spot. Which is why I hate Punk constantly. even more throughout this. He's making me defend the Bucks uh, <laughs> even yeah. a little bit, even a little bit. And, and, and I'm sure we'll get other emails that state this. We need to be real that if you look at Cody Rhodes and now you look at CM Punk, the common denominator is the elite the bucks. Yeah. Okay. And I, so, I said, I said this, I don't know if I said this here, but like Cody had the same issues where he was just far more, far less diplomatic. I mean, far more diplomatic than punk about it. And that, he was tired of them going but, to the media. <laughs> but that part, but that part that you just said, but was far more diplomatic about it, is and a that's what huge makes punk wrong. thing. Yeah, you can't. That's the thing with Robert. This is where I disagree with you. You may be right. The the Bucks may have been running around and running him down and doing all those things. Two things. One, the average viewer on TNT doesn't know that. 
or pay attention or care. CM Punk is still the man. They're not even yeah, worried about it. Definitely don't care because their segments are so far removed from each other that it doesn't affect what's happening on screen with Punk at all. N- number two, you can't remove the way Punk handled it. Like, you you just can't do it. He was dismissive and disrespectful to his boss sitting next to him, which made everyone feel weird. This guy who gave him all this money. He went on and on about Colt Cabana bringing up his mom. Moms. Like, was Colt... I know that other people may have referenced Colt. Did Colt recently come out and say anything about Punk? No. So, like, regardless, I didn't catch Colt Cabana bringing this back to the surface. So he did a lot of different things. You're simplifying it to saying there could be fault on the Bucks and Kenny Omega. No doubt about it. Yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of douchiness happening. Let, let's be clear. He's but even Punk's simplified the it to one say who did they this. deserve to be blown up on. But, I mean, in front of camera and such in such a public way is is where it's wrong. How do you feel about that dip? Again, it goes to my point. Like <laughs> you, you can't just let people run a muck all over the place. People are running a muck. Oh yeah, it's it's one big muck. Um, <laughs> I, I, nothing. I have no new comment on the whole situation. Okay. All right. Cool. Let's go to the next email then. Don't worry. Mail. Trey writes us, dear fellas, high school basketball coach here, longtime listener and fan. Mullets are trendy. Confirmed. The baseball team is mulleting and mulleting. It's the Patrick. He said it. it's the, quote, Patrick Mahomes effect. Thanks for the pod every week. Trey from Denver. I think he's right. I think it is Patrick Mahomes. I don't but say you things think, that aren't true on this podcast. You think no, that's no, why delivered. Dom is doing it? You, you think it has no connection to Eddie? No. No, dude. No. I think okay. it does. I think it, it does. doesn't. It does not. I think it absolutely. We need to get Dom. He, we need to get Dom. Greg, it's so obvious trendy a connection. Clothes. I'm this whole him. thing is that they're all trendy. He's got it's this so obviously on, a this connection to Eddie. It's not. It's, it, it, here's the it, he's here's a the thing. trendy teenager. This is well, what that, they do. That's he's in his twenties, but it, whatever well, that's t- teenager Jays. But by the way, like SGG, you might be right, but I think the burden of proof is on you because in this moment, Dip is right that it's a thing. It is a thing, but I think in the case of Dom, what points to it being Eddie is that. Now he's on TV calling himself Poppy. Even the clothesline when he turned on Ray was mm-hmm. the same exact clothesline Eddie used. He's slowly been morphing into Eddie to mm-hmm. use the three amigos. That, he, by the way, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Dip, that was a very strong retort. Very strong. Right, right in front of eyes, he's slowly been morphing into Eddie, even distances himself from Ray and the family. Like, you know, he chose Aaliyah. I'm choosing a different path. I, I think it's I think it says more Eddie related than we're giving it credit for. By the way, he should bring back the whole Eddie. He should say that Eddie's his dad. Yeah, he should. I, I, I wait, I'm waiting for that it's, part. It's, I'm waiting for maybe, that part. Maybe, but maybe, but I don't like. He's had the mullet now for months, and it's like a it's like a legitimate like trend with like young people. So I that, he, I agree, and he's trend. a very trendy person. He wears trendy that, that is clothes. Loves all trendy. The whole his whole thing is that we we joked about it a few years ago when they were all wearing the uh, Gucci and Louis Vuitton shirts. Oh no, they're <laughs> the trendy. They're the trendiest family in the business today. No, There's no, no doubt. They had they, they had the best dress biography by far. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Mail. Chris says, big shout out to the trio's champions, 24-7 Champ Rosenberg, the always delightful SGG, and Super Heel Dip. The Roman, the Roman title picture definitely got muddled with the clean win over Drew, but the Braun return gives us some time to kill before WrestleMania season. Mini run with Braun, Rollins or KO to get to day one. I think we get a Cody return at day one after said Roman 400 straight title win. We get Cody and Roman at the Rumble. Theory comes to cash in, but gets saved by The Rock, who rock bottoms him through the announce table. Looks like The Rock is coming to save his cousin, but after a distraction, hits another rock bottom on Roman, and Cody gets the win. This sets us up for Rock and Roman at Media. Cody takes on whoever wins the Rumble. Then we get a little run with Cody holding the belts until the big Roman and Cody match at SummerSlam. Keep it real. Love the pod. I mean, that's of all, I'm all not possibility, although I do think that I, I love the idea of having uh, two nights, Roman on both nights, one Rock, one Cody. That, that, that's the more exciting venue or uh, avenue for me. But I do like that booking. I'm, I'm down with that booking. I don't think you're, you're not getting the Rock until Mania. You'll get I don't think so Mania. either, yeah. He's not, there's no storyline. I mean, they, they might do like a one week of something. You might, get not, like, you might get some video packages, but Dwayne's not walking on that ramp. No, he's no. He only he walks down the ramp once, and it's at Mania. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say we'll get him once before Mania. How much you want to bet? Oh, I don't do have, you have information. It? No, <laughs> no information. Not one ounce. If you have no information, I'll bet you fifty bucks. Fifty now now real fifty. <laughs> however, if he said he had information, what was the bet? What would you bet him? A dollar? I wouldn't. I all. wouldn't bet at all. I wouldn't bet at all against Why information. Would you bet if I had information. Yeah, if he has information, I'm not betting. But we don't know if he has information that guarantees that he's not going to show up. This is in Dip's circle too, because this is sort of a Hollywood story. So if he he could have had information, I don't have. I'll say this though: I'll bet you fifty bucks. But the the bet hinges on him being at WrestleMania. If he's not at WrestleMania at all, the bet is off. But if we get him at WrestleMania, I am betting we will get him at least once before WrestleMania. That's my that's my guess. Let's let's bet twenty dollars. 
All right. <laughs> You're more comfortable with $20? Yeah, 50 is too much. 50, I'm, 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 I'm nervous. I'm shaking. No, you'll be, you'll be freaking out about it for a moment. <laughs> I, won't enjoy, I, won't, I won't be able to enjoy uh, WrestleMania because I'll have, I'll, I would have the, the opportunity to lose $50. <laughs> By the way, let me tell you guys about the guilt I felt having to send an email this week to the guy whose um, pick'em pool I've done every year. And every year you put in like $150 and like one year I made money. Right. Every other year I lose money. Every year I don't think about the picks until Sunday morning at 12 o'clock and I'm rushing through and then I lose. I I I finally had to send the email this year and say, I'm, I'm late. I'm sorry. I'm tired of literally. And by the way, I do a pick segment on the K show that I take very seriously, but we just pick a few games. This is the whole schedule. And I'm like, I feel bad. It's only 150 bucks a year, but like I got a lot of expenses right now, fam. I can't throw 100. Literally, just throw it in the garbage. I can't throw 150 bucks in the garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not willing to pay 150 bucks for the camaraderie of the of the pick and pool. I don't. I, there's no camaraderie. There's no camaraderie. That's the, the the only camaraderie is that I look at the chart every week to see how bad I did, and I wonder who the fuck are these people? Why are they beating me so badly? That's the camaraderie. <laughs> the you, the only person I discuss discuss it with all year is my brother, who's in it too. And when I emailed the guy to say I'm out, he said, "Oh, really? Your brother pulled out too." <laughs> <laughs> as, your, wow. as your as your agent, I don't want you putting yourself out there like that and losing to people that you've never heard of. That thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't job. I can't job to to strangers. You can't all these people, the job all these years, can say they they beat you in this pick and pull. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. All right, okay, let's go to. I'm trying to just run through an order here. Here's chance. Mail new listener here. Been tapped in since y'all joined the Ring of Wrestling feed. I usually don't do mailbags, but I had to chime in. Sometimes I can't tell if you guys are being sarcastic or not like when you talked about Central Park being great real estate and when a black neighborhood was torn down to build it. This and this Jericho stuff. Yeah, that was that was all is serious. That true? A black neighborhood was torn down to build Central Park. Yeah. By, by the way, black neighborhoods were torn down to build a lot. I think yeah. I think mm-hmm. Lincoln Center, too, yeah. was a was Hispanic or yep. black and Hispanic. And this Chris wow. Jericho stuff. Horrible. Like mm-hmm. like y'all do know that ab sculpting aka the male bbl right y'all comment on it every week i'm not sure if it's in, an inside joke or not no that's not an inside joke i didn't know that that punks <laughs> I do it i mean if jericho if he's saying that jericho is doing like plastic surgery to get his abs whatever it takes <laughs> <laughs> no but, but no I, I speak for all three of us when I know we were being serious that he's in, that he looks great. <laughs> I, I didn't whatever I didn't, means. I didn't even consider it. I didn't even consider. Yeah. It. I don't think he is. By the way, just FYI. Let me tell you. Let Maybe me tell you what. Jericho can do whatever he needs to do as long as he keeps looking good. And it, and as soon as we can just get him off of commentary. Oh my god, it's still so bad. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. Oh, come though, on, it, it happened he's so fun. fast he's that it might be. To he's, to. It, it's not. It's not fun. It's not. It's, it's so. It sounds like the eighties. But it's the 80s. It, hold on. But doesn't it sound like someone yeah. doing an impression of the 80s? Yeah. I just it bothers me. It sounds so performative. Yeah, I don't know. And I also and also and also like they suspend who his character is sometimes in other places when he's in there. It's just I, I know I don't I don't like that. I don't like that when he's when he's commenting on like baby faces moves and stuff. No, like you have. To, by the way, you guys hire Taz, who's great. Taz and Taz is the best he's ever been. Yeah, you have Excalibur, who is, I think, 
as good as anyone doing play-by-play in the business. He's incredible at it. Like, why do you need to also add Jericho? But I guess Jericho wants to do it, so what are you going to do? Yeah, they stole um, Eagles. By, by the way, him. another example, like, he would. Jericho said to Tony Khan, I'm on commentary, and he went, Correct. Okay. Yep. <laughs> 100 exactly. 100%. they're like but no we already have jr taz and excalibur and he goes i know but i want to do it anyway yeah shut up i'm going out there <laughs> also, also one last thing about C- uh, cm punk has been watched since his knee buckle doing that buckshot lariat i don't understand why tony put the belt on that ornery a-hole nobody wants to hear a grown millionaire cry about people not kissing his ass get him out of here Need some of that classic Tony reactive booking to fix this. Make a real heavyweight division <laughs> in AW and move Jungle Boy and Darby Allen out of the way. Wow, Chance bringing the heat today. My Lord. Good stuff. I'd like though. to see a Jungle Boy Darby Allen male. Yeah. I enjoyed Darby's match last week. Um, was it Friday or Wednesday? I've said to like numerous people that I feel like Darby would be really over in WWE and despite his size could really work and be like a big hit with the kids. And I've I think like he, every, I, I've had people disagree with me galore. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm 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 absolutely in lockstep with you. I think yeah. I understand why people think not a WWE guy, but there is something you gravitate towards about him that he yeah. it would work with the kids. I'm with you 100 percent. SGG. I think so, too, especially like the goth. The goth, the coffin drop. Listen, the coffin drop is one of the coolest named and best looking new moves that have come around in a long time in mainstream wrestling. Yes. And and I don't know if you guys are aware, but having a finish that a a finisher that really is awesome, that literally can define your entire career. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like if you have something like that, there's something there's something to be done. I'm I'm, I'm with you. I think if they're trying to get anybody, they should be getting him right now. I like that thought. They might be. Hey, guys, listening to the pod, and I think the maker of fine footwear was on to something, but forgot a crucial point. At the end of a 30-minute match in his hometown, a crowd that's been riding his junk for a year chanted MJF, MJF. In his mind, he's been made into a backstage villain by the elite, and that moment confirmed it by his people chanting for his biggest rival in what should have been his moment. Of course, he could have taken the magnanimous route and talked about what great business he was about to do, but his ego and the chip on his shoulder would never allow it. I say good riddance, as it doesn't seem like a coincidence that all the drama in AEW started shortly after his arrival. Also, while I support your cream cheese efforts, I'm a little sad I won't be able to purchase a fresh Rosen bagel. Lou. <laughs> don't don't rule it out if we yeah, get started I'll in the cream cheese we'll business. put it on gold belly you'll be fine yeah what are you talking about um i think that was a really really well said point that he actually was being such an m word for himself yeah that he was like oh my god they're cheering for mjf and it must have killed him instead of being like hey man it worked out this way. MJF was gone. Everyone's excited for him. Don't worry. We can flip this into money. It doesn't matter. He, he may be right that it personally hurt him that they were all cheering. And that MJF pop was <sighs> insane. Next level. It, yeah. it was it was uh, it was something. Only thing bigger. You're a great guy. The only thing bigger for, than that pop for MJF was the the pop for the beautiful picture that MJF posted of me and him on social media. I mean, that was <laughs> um, no, no comment. Good email. 
No, no comment. Com- <laughs> it, was, it was magnificent. Yeah, it, it was gorgeous. By the way, the only the only thing I can be upset with Max about is he didn't credit Miss Hatton, who took a gorgeous. I mean, that, the, uh, photos yes. like that, photos like that don't grow on trees. You know what I mean? Let's go to mail. Robbie, whose subject is dip is gold. My guys, dip the Teflon Don SGG, aka the Big Island, and Peter, too many hats in too many pies. <laughs> Rosenberg. There's been so much talk lately of Dip being super busy with his Hollywood agent side hustle. My only question is, is Dip more Ari Gold or Adam Davis? Love the pod. Keep up the great work. And if you're ever in Australia, we do great prawn tacos down here, which is definitely better than a lobster roll. All the best, Robbie. Um, I will say I, I won't go too deep into this question, but I will say that I'm the... Uh, I have taken the best qualities of both, only the good qualities of both, <laughs> like uh, Davy, Davies and Ari, and uh, and and that's 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 how I love, that's how I live my life. Well, only the best qualities, though. Only the best qualities. Okay. Only good. The, only the good ones. M- 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 male. Uh, Eric a says a lot of terrible qualities. Uh, a lot of terrible qualities. <laughs> <laughs> Eric. Eric. Eric writes. I'm only halfway through the pod, but had to make a note of this while discussing the AEW Punk situation. Here is how each member of the trio's team as Cheap Heat sounded. Dip, disgusted. Peter, disappointed. SGG, giddy, almost euphoric state. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I totally know what he means. That is what it felt like last week. If you were to go back, I think that whether it's true or not, I think that is exactly how it sounded. CM Punk, a.k.a. the Mad Grappler. Male. Gentlemen, I love the show, but I have the hot take of the millennium. Bret Hart being shown in the crowd at Clash at the Castle put a thought into my head. The man legitimately never seems happy, ever, at signings, on documentaries, in interviews. He always seems to have something stuck in his craw. He comes across like Jerry West's character on Winning Time. He can't help but be tortured by what could have and should have been. I originally was going to suggest that he could be the mad grappler. And then... Sunday evening happened. I couldn't help while watching the all-out presser with CM Punk airing out multiple grievances. I'm but sick think of I, I, I sorry to interrupt you. Let's finish this question, and then I never want to talk about this again. But th- <laughs> I couldn't I help mean, but think we, we, me and P might have to. Then you don't. You can. You cannot right, chime in. Good. Sorry. I'm sorry. But to but but think. Keep going. But think of. He <clears throat> said I couldn't help but think of D Dot. More importantly, D Dot and his portrayal of the Mad Rapper. The only thing missing was the journalist simply asking Punk, CM Punk, why are you so mad? Then letting the ish hit the fan. Same age, P, SGG, and Dip, Laron. Uh, the Mad Grappler is hilarious. Um, it's funny you say that, dude, because uh, I'll, I'll say this on this podcast. I told Sife, I want to do a bit on one app called The Mad Podcaster about me making fun of myself because I always have a, like, I always have someone to complain about. I started Joe Budden's career. I was like, I should, we should give me a voice effect and I should be the mad podcaster and just air out all my grievances through the character of the mad podcaster. So I find that a hilarious concept. Um, as for Brett, I do understand what you're saying. And I have seen Brett be happy and have a good time. <laughs> I, have I, I do think he focuses sadly too much on, some of the disappointments and not enough on the fact that he's seen by many to be the greatest of all time. Who's made so many people happy and he's revered and the way he's talked about and even projected by WWE at this point is complete reverence. Um, 
yeah, I wish he'd be a little. I wish he. I wish he enjoyed it a little more. But I. I think he has happy moments. As for CM Punk, yeah, that was. Uh, that was mad rapper Jace. And just to add to this on on Brett too, we got to remember that he he survived a stroke. He, so I don't know how that affects his ability to be like super to look traditionally happy. happy. Yes, yeah, so, right. Because like, you know, he he gets asked questions and he gives like these really brutally honest answers that lends to the idea of him being the mad grappler but at least from just like his outward appearance i don't know how fair that is to say that he just looks angry all the time because i mean yeah because that could be physical a physical thing you know sgg i really appreciate you doing that as canada's hero and you are also a hero here sgg in fact i think of you very similarly to how i used to think about and uh, please don't think this is based on race. My good friend, Bad News Allen, because you're both from <laughs> you're both from Harlem, you know. Sorry. Um, all right, Dip has to go in in moments. Um, I'm gonna ma- here. Let's change subjects because Dip's bored of it. M- 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 Before m- he goes, m- m- he's bored of talking about Bret Hart. Ma- no, no, no. Oh. Made schmear suggestion. Comma the SGG beef. American cheese on the bagel with cream cheese is made, dude. Thanks for the wreck. Dip, you happy about that? Absolutely. I've been doing that for years. Also, (laughs) I've been super bummed about this punk thing, and I know he shouldn't have done what he did even before the big melee. Part of me is just glad I got to see him come back and blah, 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 blah. Then he goes on more about punk. We don't talk about that. We can't escape this this crap. Oh, no. It'll be another three weeks of this, at least. (sighs) P.S. The SGG thing. All it comes down to is me missing WrestleMania 32 and the cheap heat meet and greet because my father-in-law dropped dead while I was on the flight to Dallas and then going to Orlando the following year, Greg and Greg big timing me and blowing me off. It's not like I'm some fanboy. Before this, all this happened, he actually called me on the phone and we talked wrestling and I even tried referring to him to some of my mortgage customers for loan closings. I was just hurt by the fact that he knew how hard it was for me the year before, and he ghosted me at 33. So there you go. That's why there's heat. I did make a few comments after on Twitter about him being hashtag two mage, but it all started from the blow off in Orlando. There you have it. I'm over it. He blocked me on Twitter. He's ignored my text trying to settle it. So he obviously doesn't care. I still listen to the pod because I will always be fans of you and dip, but SGG can pound salt. And... (laughs) If it wasn't for you, he's a nobody just like me. Stay, <laughs> Steve, enjoy yourself. Nick, uh, uh, SGD, what the hell happened here? I, I got a shout out to this person. I have no idea who it is or what they're talking about. Wait, so you, you can tell us right now. Honestly, you don't recall blowing this man off. No, I don't even know who this is. Or ignoring his text because he's saying he's li- you, I think you, he's lying to us. Do you think? Pete. No, I get texts if I don't have if I don't know the number, I just block it. So he's, he could be texting me right I, now. I won't get it. I wish I could do that. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that, Deb. But you you don't remember this feud? No. It sounds it um, sounds very one side. Go on my Twitter. I I get hate from all over. <laughs> that is true. You don't block everyone. I block. Oh, I have thousands. You do of block a lot blocked. though. I have no, thousands, you, no, you don't. Thousands of people blocked. How can you have th- SGG? How that's as many followers as you have. Oh yeah, no, I, I lost. I'm lost on about two thousand followers because they just block. They can't follow me, so they don't even have the opportunity. 
Wait, how how quickly does someone have to say something that gets them blocked? Um, it's it's I'm very temperamental, so if I get annoyed, you just get blocked. I don't even I don't even deal with it. There's no discussion. I'm quick. I'm quick on the trigger. With so the so so a disagreement. Just saying no. I, I don't think it's that way. I think it's this way. Blocked. Yeah, if they catch me on the right, if they catch me at the right time. Or the, have you ever <laughs> thought about that? I, I feel like this conversation should should happen between you and a professional. <laughs> well, no, because listen, it's social media, right? But that doesn't mean that everybody is entitled to access to you at all times because you share space on a platform. Just like they're not entitled to access to you at all times because you share space on the planet. So if you catch me at a time where I feel like I don't want to be bothered with you. I don't have to because social media sets up a nice, beautiful, wonderful I, thing called the block button. And then you just no, get listen, I agree Sometimes with you, you get muted. Sometimes you get muted. I agree with you that if someone says something needlessly offensive, I have zero qualm with an instantaneous block. Yeah, yeah. My question, my only question is, if literally it's someone just saying, because I can't imagine thousands of people have attacked you. But, but so some of them must have just literally weighed in on things, and you went, you know what, blocked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. The bar, the bar well, fluctuates. You know, sometimes it's really high. Sometimes it's really low. <laughs> wow. You just never know. You just All never right. Know. Uh, let's hit, let's hit one more here. Also, m- too, m- m- if m- I see m- that m- you m- have mail. me blocked, I block you back. So a lot of people have got blocked that way. Oh well, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. If, I, if um, you block Fra- me, I block you back. Frank says Cody has issues with the elite. FTR had issues with the elite and now punk has issues with the elite. What's the common denominator this time? Punk is a guy that has enough stroke to throw it back in their face. Kenny, and the bucks didn't build a W Tony Khan did. I'm not even the biggest CM punk fan, but it's clear. Kenny and the bucks shouldn't have the power. They currently have. It's a business. Tony Khan should follow the numbers. Kenny and the bucks don't move the needle. Um, I mean, listen, interesting uh, uh, conversation, but I don't know if that that's the way to conduct business. Yeah, I, they've I, been there I since the very beginning. I don't, I think they all built it together. Honestly, I feel like Kenny and the Bucks can take some credit. Tony Khan can take some credit. So Cody as well. Cody as well, and um, you know, Kenny and the Bucks can take some credit for for tearing down some bricks, and so can Tony Khan as well. So I mean, they they deserve each other. Is all I can say. All right, let's close out with one last, because there's been almost no WWE, one last uh, WWE question. Mail. Pete, Greg, and Dip. After the classic at Clash of the Castle with Gunther in search uh, of the one accolade he has not achieved, the IC title, I started thinking about Sheamus's legacy. To me, he is this generation's Mick Foley, the greatest B-side of all time. Mick was critical in getting over the following top guys. HBK, Rock, Undertaker, Triple H, Edge, and Orton, because he was willing to put his body through anything. For a while, I thought WWE was missing that guy, but upon reflection, I realized it has been Sheamus. Sheamus beating Brian in 18 seconds at Mania eventually helped create the Yes chant, and Roman's biggest post-Shield babyface moment was when he beat Sheamus in Philly in 2015, the same year he got booed at the Rumble. The bar played a major role during the height of the New Day and the previous high for the Usos. Recently, he held Big E get over during the Thunderdome, had classic matches with Drew setting him up for Roman, 
and now had Gunther's best match since coming to the main roster. Would love to hear your thoughts. Stay mage, Zach. Zach, listen, I don't know if I can ever put anyone in the same category as Mick Foley, but that was a hell of a compelling case. It was. It was. The only the my only the only thing I'll take away from that is saying that Mick Foley helped solidify H3K and The Undertaker. I mean, come on. The, those the, they were made men before McFoley even debuted. Yeah. I mean, listen, he added he added moments for both of their careers. The Mind Games match and the Hell in a Cell, obviously. He added, but no, I agree. That's a good point, actually. They not were made at that. Take them to the next level. They were Did he include Triple H? I think he did say Triple H. Because Triple H he definitely yeah. did play a big part. Um, all right, let's get into this. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blacker than black, blacker than black, black. I'm blacker than black, yo. Because I'm black, and I'm black. I have to, for the Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings, on this week of all weeks, name Stat Guy Greg to the BPR. <laughs> For Greg History Week, which did get a little overshadowed last week, unfortunately. He always has to deal with 9-11 every year. Every year. And you bring joy to our listeners here on Cheap Heat. You bring uh, joy to all the people you block on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, And for that, SGG, my Black Power Ranking selection for September 13th, 2022. Pete, thank you. This this is a... This is my highest honor. Um, every that other must time, mean a lot. Every other time I made the Black Power rankings, I, um, I've given it to myself. So like Kevin Nash booking himself into world title wins, but but this <laughs> one means a lot because you actually laid down for me this time. No, this one, this one, up. this one absolutely has to hit different. Yeah, this as one, as this one means the, the most. <laughs> yeah, I believe you, and you're you're this absolutely right. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, and uh, joining me this week. I'm, joining you yeah <laughs> yeah joining me this week i'm gonna have to go with carmelo hayes and ricochet um granted i know that their match at girls collide was was technically before last week's show and making them eligible for last week's but i mean we really have to give them some recognition that that for me was one of the best matches of the weekend um carmelo hayes is on a roll as north american champion just giving us banger after banger in nxt and ricochet you know, proved why he was a guy who was looked at as a top guy in NXT. He reminded us that he, that he still has all of those qualities and then some in, in just an amazing performance from both of them. So joining me, uh, Carmelo Hayes and Ricochet. There you have it. Also, I want to say this before we close out this week's episode of Cheap Heat. I just want to give all the flowers possible to one Sammy Zayn oh. for the work he's been doing in this honorary ooze storyline. Solo Sokoa was added to the mix officially last week on SmackDown. Very excited to see him on TV. And the role that Sammy is occupying is simultaneously funny, compelling, like you're unsure of where it's going to go at any time. You know, and by the way, shouts to Jimmy and Jey Uso who also helped make it work that way and Roman. But Sammy, man, this is such great use of Sami Zayn. He, to me, to me, 
Right now, Sami Zayn is the most entertaining person in the business. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to disagree with. And he's also one of the best in the ring, which is already solidified. But this is just showing that he can, like, he can do it all. Like, you hear, he he is a wrestler's wrestler, but he's also, like, quickly becoming, like, a sports entertainer in the sense of, like, the funny oh, he, skits no, yeah. and, and and the backstage and always looking forward to what he's going to do with the mic in his hand or with the with the camera on him. Oh, no, he he's someone who would have had great backstage stuff during the Attitude Era. Yeah, like he he's he you could do so much with Sami Zayn. He's he's fantastic. Now, the one thing he needs to do in his WWE career, I think, before it's all said and done is see like and, and by the way, this could be what leads to it is a real babyface run like where he's truly over as a babyface. Um I feel like that hasn't really been the case since he first came up and was getting pops. Yeah, he's been on the cusp. But um it, but but now after this run, I think people will be so ready to cheer for him. Yo, do you know how hard I laugh when he th- sits there and throws the one up and it I, yeah. it makes me laugh. Yeah. Constantly. Speaking of which, did you see MJF's tweet on Friday night? I did. I did. Oh. Yo, listen, man. Everybody, everybody got their ones up. Everybody got Yo, their ones man. up. MJF is such a heel. First of all, he posts the picture of me and him together and describes me as one of the greatest wrestling journalists in the world. Accurately. Which describes you. Right. Which but but to many people in the uh online audience, super heel move to say that. And we're gonna have um What's going on? Oh, no. Wrong drop. You're a great guy. But then on top of that, that was... So here's the order of what happened. I put up a tweet last week that I didn't even mention that got... Did you see how much my tweet got attacked? No. I put up a tweet. It got written It got written about. I. I all I wrote... What, hold on. You know what? Let me read it to you. This will be the last thing we do. I'm sorry, Troy the Goy. We'll be done here. This is the last thing because it, it ties into the MJF of it all. I think it's all going to go get Okay. Peter Rosenberg takes a shot at how Tony Khan handled issues. By the way, Wrestling Inc., can you spell my name wrong? Or spell my name right, bro? They they have it URG in the headline and ERG in the article. My guys. They figured on, they, they, they hedged. <laughs> one of them is right. Right. One of them has got to be right. So I wrote, this was my tweet. Surprised TK chose to not address everything head on. We know, in all caps, what VKM would have done. Okay? That was the tweet that got attacked? Bro, to me, it wasn't even... Let me just be honest. It was not even controversial. No. I I wasn't trying to be mean or unkind to Tony Khan. I was simply saying I was surprised. I used the word surprised. I didn't like... You're not surprised. (laughs) Right. And exact, exact. If I'd said not surprised, I get why that would be an insult. Right. I said I was surprised. And I I thought I was too. I was too. And a lot of people, SGG, a lot of people out there um, disagree with us and and feel like the he couldn't have done it. There's lawsuits. There's that. Bro. (laughs) All I meant was. Vince McMahon would have definitely taken news that big that everyone's buzzing about yep. and turned it into dollars immediately. Mm-hmm. That's all I meant. 
Now, it used it, it 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 led to everyone having a cute reason to come back and say something nasty about Vince McMahon, you know, and talk about his his exit from WWE. That's not what I was talking about. Are we are we never going to be allowed to mention Vince in wrestling terms again? I, <laughs> never. I, I'm just using the reference point as him as the promoter that he you is. Did, That's all. You did two. You did. You, you had two strikes in the one tweet, according to them. You disrespected Tony Khan or there was perceived disrespect. And you mentioned perceived. Vince. There's two, two right. strikes right off the bat for those. So SGG, so that tweet, I posted that tweet on September 8th in the morning, like maybe 930. Um, it got 387 retweets and and 878 likes, but it got 493 comments. Okay, as you can imagine, most were not agreeing. An hour after posting that, and already pissing off the AEW crowd, MJF <laughs> posts a picture of me and writes me with one of the best wrestling broadcast journalists in the world at Rosenberg Radio hashtag 2024. <laughs> Then the next night, Friday night during SmackDown, right before Rampage is going to air, during the Uso segment, MJF just posts the emoji of one finger in the air. (laughs) Yo, man. (laughs) You're a great guy. Uh, I popped very big for that. Um, rosenbergbeats at gmail.com send us your emails we'll get to more of them next week we'll talk about all things pointed and poignant schmear bagel lobster roll oh i am going to cape cod this weekend for my cousin jeremy's wedding so big lobster roll talk next week again if i have you blocked and you also want to air grievances yes email us (laughs) rosenbergbeats at gmail.com send it through send it through sug do me a favor troy the goy Dipperstein, who's no longer with us. I mean, on today's show, uh, stay major. Go yourself. Stay major. I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Major.